Lift, a podcast for anyone looking to get more out of their lives and or to help others do so. I'm Greg Cunningham, and I really appreciate you joining me today. Now, in the last episode, which was two weeks ago, I mentioned that I had just gone through my mom's passing. While that got me thinking about how you lead through loss, which was the last topic I covered, it also got me thinking about where my priorities were. And that led me to today's topic, which is focusing on what matters most. Now, I'm not going to script out this episode, so it's going to be a bit more free-flowing. I've got my list of topics I want to cover, but we'll see where it takes us. I do plan on talking about how this ties into knowing ourselves, which we've talked a lot about, knowing what we want to get out of life, how providing for our families or others may tie into this, as well as how it relates to time management. I also hope to talk about a few other areas as well, so please stick around. Now, this is the second episode where I'm not going to have a script. I'd like your feedback on how this compares to those episodes where I basically wrote out every word, which was pretty much everything prior to episode 20, or any other feedback that you may have. You can use the feedback link in the show notes or just go to my website and hit the Contact Us button. I will read any feedback you provide, and hopefully it'll give me ideas on how I can make the program better. Let's start with a little background. I've always struggled with getting distracted. Maybe distracted isn't the right word, but the way my brain works, I usually get pulled in multiple directions at the same time. As I was preparing this episode, I could see my camp trailer out of the corner of my eye, and I have a couple of to-dos I want to tackle on it, and it took a lot of effort for me to stay focused on getting ready for this episode. Earlier that same day, I had a friend ask about a backpacking tent. I happened to have a couple in my shed, and I said I would bring one down after I wrapped up a few things. For the next 45 minutes or so, I had to really concentrate on what I was working on instead of just going out and immediately getting the tents out and taking one to him. The last week or so of my mom's life, I also had a lot of things that could have distracted me. I had client needs and a bunch of other stuff that I could have been working on. But I kept reminding myself that I would never get this time back with her. So most everything got pushed aside, including my own health and self-care, which you should listen to my last episode when I talked about that. Now I bring up all of these things just to point out that there are many times when the things that matter most are not necessarily the things you'll want to focus on. Or they're the may not be the easiest things to be doing at any given time. It requires deliberate effort to stay focused on what matters most. So let's get started. If it takes deliberate effort to focus on what matters most, then there's a few things that are kind of precursors to being able to do so. First is you got to know yourself. Okay, You've got to understand your personal style, how you work, how your brain works, What types of things are going to come easy to you? What things may be more difficult? You need to understand your strengths. What things will um, not only come easy to you, but what things you can do really well, kind of naturally, right? You also need to understand your potential pitfalls. What things could pull you off of this track of things that are most important? If I think about that, for example, I have this habit of wanting to solve any problem that I see immediately. And while that could be a good thing, it can also be a potential pitfall, one that contributes to me being distracted. So I need to be aware that it's going to be very, very easy for me to get 
distracted or pulled off of those things that matter most if I see a problem in front of me that can be solved right then and there. I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a few minutes. And then the other thing you need to understand is what are your goals in life? And you need to have a basic idea of how you're going to get there. Now, I talked about all of these things in the first few episodes of the podcast. It was all pretty early on. Spent a lot of time talking about personality style and setting up your own personal life development plan or your own personal plan for your life, whatever you want to call that kind of stuff. So you can go back and look at those episodes there. But you've got to understand these things because... If you don't, you're not going to understand how you function, right? How will you be able to stay on track? How might you get pulled off of track? And then when you understand all of these things, that's when you start building goals in life and start to align your path of most potential with those things that you've learned about yourself. And so, you know, one of the things I've talked about previously is I thought at one point it'd be really cool to learn how to code to write an app. You know, this was back when iPhones first started getting apps and it was the rage of things to do. So I actually went in and pulled down some of Apple's tools and tried looking at how I would learn to be a coder, a developer. And my brain just doesn't doesn't work that way. And so for me to have a goal in life to have an app that makes millions of dollars is probably not a good thing because I can't go in and actually write the code for that app to happen. Now, there are other ways that I could still have that goal besides actually writing the code itself. I could help with the design or the user interface or the product itself or come up with the concept. Those are all things that I have experience at and I'm better at that than coding. But it just wouldn't make sense for me. And I had to learn that about myself. I had to learn that I wasn't going to be good at coding. And so then I just don't go down that path. Now, once you get a decent idea about, you know, who you are, strengths, potential pitfalls, how you react, things you do naturally, things you don't do naturally, and have an idea of those things that you want to work on, that helps lead to that path of most potential for you and what your goals in life may be. And at that point, you can define what really matters to you. Now, there may be some inherent things that come about because of your environment, how you were raised, um, opportunities that you've had so far in life. There's a whole bunch of factors that will play into what really matters to you. But I would suggest that you've got to keep in mind those ultimate goals that you have in life and look at things and say, does this thing, this opportunity, this circumstance, this to-do, this chore, whatever it is, does that lead me to where I want to be in life? And if it doesn't, I think you need to prioritize that accordingly. So one argument would be that if you understand where you want to go in life, that the things that matter most should align and help you achieve those goals. Now, all of this is different for every single one of us. And it actually can change as our circumstances change. And so I think I talked about in one podcast, if you were building your development plan and you were early in your career, you should have an idea of where you wanna be in five, 10 or 15 years or whatever it is, but that's gotta be a little bit flexible. And then build your plan more for the here and now, what skills do you need to develop? If you were a decade or so away from retirement, then that personal development plan or leadership development plan is probably going to look very, very different from somebody that's at the very beginning of their career. So that's just one example of how circumstances change. 
for us personally as a family in our life right now, you know, I was supposed to be an empty nester come fall when Wyatt goes to college, my youngest son, and yet we've still got my daughter and my grandkids living with us. And so our goals that we had for this fall have changed pretty dramatically versus what we now plan on doing. And so you've got to be flexible and look at these things as your circumstances change. How does what really matters to you the most change? Now, there's a few core things that you're probably going to want to have in your life that will never change. And so that example I just brought up, family to me is one of those core things. My faith and religion, those are other things that will always be high priority for me. And when I look at doing anything in my life, it's I look at how will it impact my family? How will it impact my ability to stay true to my faith and my religion. And, you know, there's some other core things that I know are important for me, like being able to make a difference. If I just go work at a fast food restaurant, sure, I could put some money and some food on the table, but is that going to be meaning enough for me? So there are these core things that that you're going to have in your life that even as your circumstances change, those things are unlikely to do so. These core beliefs, these things that are part of who you are. They kind of define who you are. And I'm not talking about titles or how much money you make or any of those kinds of things. I'm talking about things that are deeper than that. Um, And you might want to go back to my motives episode where I talked about how we're motivated to be leaders, what kind of motives are good and which ones aren't. So yes, everything is different for everyone. You need to figure out what that is for you, but then you need to be flexible with it as your circumstances change. Now, one other piece of this from circumstances changing is that there are always things to be done, but do they have to be done now? So we'll tie this in a little bit later. I want to talk about time management, but sometimes our circumstances change, and so we either need to put things that are important aside to focus on something else, or we bring other things to the forefront again, or we stay the course. So there's always going to be more for you to do, more things you could do, good things, better things, best things, even some bad things if you really wanted to go there. There's always going to be enough to be done. But the question is, what is the proper timing for different things? So, for example, me wanting to retire. You know, I would love to have said when I got laid off a few months ago, that's it, I'm done, I'm retired. Yeah, the timing's not really good for that because I don't have enough in retirement savings to be able to say I'm never going to work another day in my life. So, you know, that's what I mean by timing of things. Same thing with family life, right? So you and your spouse may want to take a month and go tour and backpack Europe. Well, if you've got three kids at home that are all early teens or tweens or younger or something like that, that may not be the best timing. Even if you could hand them off to family and somebody else would watch them for the month, do you really want to miss a whole month of their life. It's during the school year, you're going to miss a whole bunch of stuff. It's during summer, you're going to miss family vacation or doing the fun things with them. So that's one example of, you know, understanding that as your circumstances change, what really matters most, find the proper timing to tackle those things. The other example I want to bring up, and this is going to come up a little bit later, is that think about is now the best time for me to do this thing? So I had a, a client and they had I had to do something well right after my mom passed. And um, I needed to tackle an assignment for them and I chose to go ahead and do it. They could have just gone on without it, but there was there was a deadline, right? They had the need to have this information by a certain date when they had meetings with executives. And 
So I found a couple of hours when I thought my brain was at least better than it had been a lot of that time and worked on this and handed it over and it was fine for what they needed it for. But when I look at the quality of that deliverable and I look at, I've gone back since because now we're in refinement and trying to make this strategy much, much, much better. But I look at that initial deliverable and I go, wow, I really was not on my game when I was doing it. Did I get it done? Yes. Was it okay for the client? Yes. So the reason I bring this up is that sometimes if you're not in the right mental space, if you're exhausted or you're mentally stressed or even something as simple as knowing, go back to knowing yourself, when do I work the best? When is my brain the freshest? Am I a morning person and I get all my ideas first thing in the morning so I should tackle those things that are most strategic and most important first thing? Or am I a later in the day person? Do I need to get up and get going and get the routine things out of the way? Those are things that you want to think about, right? And how do how does your brain work? How do you work best? And so taking on crucial assignments when you're absolutely exhausted or mentally stressed, maybe that's not the best time, okay? All right, here's a few things for you to consider. When you think about what matters most to you, these are a couple of things that I've thought a lot about over the last several months as we've been transitioning our plans with the grandkids living with us and some of the other things that have been going on in our life. So one question to you is how much do things matter? So I'm talking about things that you could buy. So if you think about somebody's birthday or you think about Christmas or another holiday where, or something when you would give something to someone, how much do those things actually matter? That's a question for you to answer. Sometimes they're super important, right? I remember one time that instead of giving a bonus to a, a tech person that helped us on a project, we actually gave them a Palm Pilot. This was way, way, way long time ago. We actually gave them a Palm Pilot because it's something we knew they would never buy for themselves. And so, you know, we gave them a thing and they really appreciated it. And they use that thing for years and years and years. So sometimes those things matter. But how much? The, the flip side question of this is how much do memories and experiences matter? Right? So if I think about um, now that my kids are older, you know, what do we do for their birthdays? Do we just give them money? Do we buy them a present? Do we help them with school, you know, or do we decide that, hey, look, you know, next year, instead of giving everybody money or gifts or whatever for these holidays, we're going to take all of that money, which we would spend, and we're going to go on a family vacation with everyone now that everybody's kind of spread out all over the place. So as you're thinking about what matters most, think about some of those things. Why do I work? Do I work to buy things? Well, I got to put food on the table. So yes, I buy groceries, I pay my mortgage, all that kind of stuff. Am I working to acquire things that really don't make that much of a difference? Or am I working to build memories, to have a better lifestyle? Um, so when you think about what matters most in your personal life, just a couple of those things to think about. And then to tie that kind of piece together, which lasts longer? Do the things last longer or do the memories last longer? Now, answer that for yourself. I will tell you for me that the, that last week that I spent with my mom is something I could never replace, no matter how much money I could have made during that same time. And it isn't just the memory of that last week, but it's now knowing that I was there to help her, to take care of her, um, 
I was the one that could do that. So I did, and I wouldn't give up that time for anything. Now it was super painful. Um, you know, I don't, I won't necessarily go into that. It's not something I would ever want to relive, but I am so grateful that now I can look back and say, I was there with her. I sat there was, did she know I was there? I don't know, you know, but I could never replace that time. So think about that. That's just one example from recent history in my life. And then I think one more thing for you to consider, the, how important are relationships? Do they deserve to be amongst the things that, that matter most? And I'm not talking about all of our relationships. So there are some relationships that we have that just, you know, casual friendships or, you know, some of those kinds of things where it's not that crucial to our lives. And so, yeah, sometimes those matter, maybe sometimes they don't. But for those relationships that do make a substantial impact on our lives, do we put those up there? Do we make those something that matters most? And remember at the very beginning, I said, if it matters most, we need to be deliberate about it. So the question is, are we focused in being deliberate with those relationships or are we just leaving them to chance? So if I think about my relationship with my spouse, right, how much effort and, and focus and meaning do I put into that relationship, deliberately put into that relationship? And then I'm not talking about I just go help do the dishes after dinner, right? Do we have meaningful time together where we go out on dates or um, where we're talking about the things that are most important in our lives? Or am I putting in those efforts? Am I doing little things that I know make her life easier deliberately, right? So think about that. If I think about my kids now that they're kind of going to be spread out, and um, especially with Wyatt leaving the home, how do I put deliberate effort into maintaining those relationships and still talking to them on a regular basis via text or FaceTime or whatever the case may be? Do I continue to build that relationship so that they know if they need something, they can reach out to me? So my two cents, and I think it's worth way more than that, not necessarily because it comes from me, but because I've heard this from people way smarter than me, is that relationships always should be one of the things that matter most, right? If I think about it as a leader, my relationships with those I lead are more important than the things we're getting done, right? That assignment is less important than the relationship I have with them. So think about that. Think about these relationships in your lives, and have you put those at a level where they are some of the things that that matter most. Now, just one more kind of philosophical piece about this. I talked about this from my life earlier about how I need to have meaning or purpose. I need to make a difference. So think about this in your life. Have you found those things that matter most to you? Do they allow you to, to, to add meaning or purpose to your life or to help others? And this is more than just making money or being successful or putting several million dollars in the bank for retirement. Does making a difference, does what you do matter more than the compensation you receive for it? So think about this as a leader. If you're leading a team of 10 people, do those relationships and how you're helping them improve their lives and helping them meet goals and advance and fulfill their development plans, is that a bigger deal to you than the paycheck that comes in every couple of weeks or whatever it is? Now, 
I'm not saying that we don't focus on money because all of us need that, right? We need to make money to pay our mortgages, buy food, you know, all of the the kinds of things that have the kind of life that we want to have. And if you go back to my motives episodes when I talked about money as a motivator, I didn't talk about money being the problem, but it's making it the number one thing in our lives that generally leads to it being a problem. But think about this. Does what you're doing, does the things you're accomplishing, do the things your team's accomplishing matter more than just the money that you're making? If I think about family life, do the things that your family do together, the type of individuals your kids are becoming, what you're accomplishing together as a family, being able to go help others or you know, whatever the case may be, is that more important than some of the more temporal things that go along with, with leading a family? You know, it's not easy to lead a family. It's super difficult. But think about that, right? What is the meaning or purpose behind your family? Is it just, hey, we had kids because we knew we were supposed to and we want to get them through high school and then they're out on their own? Or are you really focused on making a difference in their lives? And this could, in theory, tie back to what I talked about of things versus memories. So is it more important for them to have, I'll think, I think about Harry Potter, um, Dudley's having his birthday and he asked how many presents there were and they counted them and they were less than the year before and he threw a fit and his dad's trying to explain, well, some of them are a lot bigger and more expensive than ones last year and he didn't care. He just wanted more presents. So is that what's more important or is the going out and building memories as a family, you know, spending a a weekend at a lake camping and working together or going out and helping a elderly neighbor clean their yard. What are the things that add meaning or purpose to your family beyond just kind of the more temporal things that we tend to focus on and, you know, money or social media posts or whatever those kinds of things may be. So think about that, right? Think about finding meaning or purpose. And then how does that tie into your goals in life? Right, so if I want to be able to retire at 55 because then I want to be able to spend the time with my grandkids and my kids and all that kind of stuff, that's a worthy goal. So that's fine. So then I need to think about, okay, what do I, what can I do in life that has meaning or purpose that will help me financially get to that point? And I'm not talking just about making money, but it could also be about reducing expenses. Sidebar, that's one of the biggest problems a lot of retirees have is that their incomes go down and they don't focus so much on reducing their expenses. So anyway, I won't go into that, but, but think about that. So can we tie in this finding meaning or purpose into providing for our families? And I'm going to talk about providing for our families in just a minute. So for me in my life, that meaning or purpose generally comes with feeling like I'm solving or helping others solve problems in life, helping them get the more out of their life. And I've got a tech podcast where I want to help people get more out of life through their tech solve problems, teach them how to use it, that kind of stuff. And if you want, you can go check out Gadgets for Families that I do with a good friend of mine, Jason. I also like to help others learn from my experiences, which is one of of my purposes in having this podcast is to share stories and experiences that I've had that can help others get more out of their own lives. And then also direct personal and leadership development, right? When I've led teams, one of the best things about leading teams has been helping those that I lead to make progress, you know, reach their goals, move forward, get promoted, you know, find better ways to support their family, whatever their goals may be. So 
those are a couple of ways that I find meaning in my life. And then I've already talked about religion and my family and all of that kind of stuff. So really think about this. And to tie this all back in, what matters most? So you've got to figure that out for you. And for me, it's what can I do that's meaningful, right? How can I help other people? That includes helping my family by supporting them, putting food on the table, a roof over their heads, all of that kind of stuff, but then also helping others get more out of their lives. I really enjoy that. So, okay, that's kind of the, the theory, the philosophical stuff behind this. And I want to talk about a few practical considerations. But before I do, just a reminder to go in and check out my show notes. Um, if you're in Overcast, you can swipe and it'll take you to the show notes. If you're on the website, you can scroll down and click on show notes. Um, if you're in Apple's podcast player, they show up below, but there's a bunch of links and resources in there, including links to my website. So go in, check those out and see if any of that stuff would be of use to you. Okay, back to the show. So a few practical things, once you've identified what matters most, then you need to work on a few other things. Number one, I think you've got to work on being present. So if you say what matters most to me right now, and this is very realistic, is getting this project across the finish line, okay? Then be present to get that project across the finish line, right? Pay the price, do what needs to be done. Don't get distracted with social media. Don't get distracted with, you know, hey, all a bunch of us are going to go out to lunch. I don't know, I'm throwing stuff out there, right? But be present in what needs to be done. If right now you've got stress in your family or it's you're getting towards the end of the year and you've got all of your kids' activities and all of that kind of stuff that you're trying to do, find a way to be present with those. If those are the things that matter most, then you need to be present with them. And just a warning about our technology. You can listen to Gadgets for Families and hear a bunch of this, but it's so easy for our technology to distract us. We get hung up on social media scrolling and a bunch of those other kinds of things, and it pulls us away. It distracts us while we're at work. It keeps us awake at night because we start scrolling on Facebook or whatever it is, and two hours later, we realize we just lost two hours that we could be sleeping. So be present and really allow yourself to go all in on those things that matter most. So that's not easy to do. I get distracted super easy. So work on that one. That's number one. Now, number two if you're the breadwinner in your family, either partial or the number one or the sole breadwinner, your ability to provide for your family will probably need to be one of the things that matter most. Now, I want to tell you that I don't believe this is just about making money. I think this is about finding something what I've heard at church called proper employment. I call it proper careers. But it's about making enough money to take care of your family. But it's also not having to work so much to earn that money that you don't have family or self-time. So you've got to find your balance. So if you have to work four or five jobs to put food on the table, you're probably going to work four or five jobs to put food on the table. The problem with that is then you don't have any time to spend with the family. And you definitely don't have time to take care of yourself. Right, So whatever you're going to do to provide for your family, your goal should be to get to the point where you're properly employed so that you make enough money and you still are able to do all of the other things that are just as, if not more important, than just going to work and making money. Now, similar to finding balance with your time is consider how it impacts your energy and your mental health. 
So I've had jobs where the money was great. Um, the hours weren't horrible, but mentally they were just exhausting, completely draining. And by the time I'd get done with the day, I didn't have anything left for my family. So even though I could spend time with them, either I wasn't a great person to be around or I just didn't want to do anything. So that balance is not good either. Now, a lot of you are going to say, look, I don't have a choice right now. And I certainly understand that. I didn't have choices at certain times during my career. But if we go back to what I said at the beginning about understanding yourself, knowing what matters most to you, and having goals for your life, it should be one of your goals to get to that point to where you are properly employed, to where you don't have to work 80, 100 hours a week just to provide the bare minimum for your family and you never get to see them. Okay? So that should be one of your goals and then figuring out how to get there. And if you want to understand some of the ways that I've worked on that, or if you want me to share some resources with resources with you on that, I'm happy to do so. Just send me an email or reach out via the contact us page. Now, the last thing in this section, if you're the provider for your family, is the question, can you find a way to align your personal meaning or your purpose or what the way you believe you add value or want to add value with providing for your family? So I like to provide value through tech. So I'm doing a little podcast here. I've worked in tech in the past. Um, I'm considering doing some stuff around camping because that's stuff that I really enjoy. But I also know that others could use help in that area too. And then for sure with my consulting business, helping businesses move forward. And then also helping individuals like yourself with their personal or leadership development plans. So these are ways that I'm trying to align the things that I find the most meaning and enjoyment in with providing for my family. Now, one of the other things that will come up as part of this is how time management impacts our ability to focus on what matters most. Kind of ties in. If I've got four jobs and I'm working 120 hours a week, how good am I really going to be about time management? Also ties into my ability to be present and focus. We've got to learn to manage our time. And there's a ton of different things. It's probably a whole subject in and of itself. But learning to group-like tasks together, uh, learning when you focus the most and when you need to do routine things like respond to email versus when you want to really think. You know, if I'm an early morning person and I have all my energy, then I probably want to do those more mentally intensive tasks like strategizing or thinking or critical assignments in the morning and move my responding to email in the afternoon. I've already talked about how scrolling social media can suck our time away. Well, email can do the same thing in the corporate world. Do we really need to be constantly looking at our email? I have this horrible habit of wanting to have inbox zero, which means I looked at email a ton. And there are times when I was working that I just couldn't do that. I needed to say, I'm only going to look at email once in the morning and once in the afternoon. And so being able to group tasks together and figuring out how to best manage our time so that when we need to, we can focus on those things that matter most. Because the reality is I could say, hey, you know what matters most to me is camping. I'm just going to go camp all the time. But if I don't do the chores at my house, if I don't take care of my home, if I don't run the business, then I'm not going to get to camp. So there are all of these other things that maybe don't matter as most matter as much, but they allow us to get to those things that matter as most. And so we've got to figure out how to manage our time in order to get to them. And then one other thing before I wrap up, because this has tended to have been a theme of mine for the last several weeks, is there are times when you are just going to have to prioritize your own self-care and you're going to need to slow down or take a step back. Got to get comfortable doing that. Don't think that you can just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Okay. 
So we were on a camping trip for the 4th of July holiday. We went up way before the 4th. And for those first several days, it was just my wife and I. And we are kind of night owls. We'd rather go to sleep late and then, you know, sleep in in the morning. And so for those first several days when we didn't have the grandkids or anybody else there with us, we did that. And um, especially for my wife, who takes on a lot of the burden with the grandkids right now, it was great for her to try and get caught up on some of that sleep and some of those other things. And so we prioritized our own self-care. We had our daughter arrange for other daycare for the kids. And then they came up Saturday and stayed with us through the 4th of July. And by the end of that five or six days, whatever it was, we were back to being tired again. And, and so figuring out how to prioritize and balance your own self-care, slowing down or taking a step back. And one of the things about slowing down is that mentioned this before, it was a church leader named uh, Dieter F. Uchtdorf that talked about trees. How when trees go through a period where they don't have resources, like if it's a major drought or, you know, whatever the case may be, that their rings are much, much closer together, which means they aren't growing. The wider the rings, the more they grew during that time, time frame. Sometimes we just need to take a step back so far that we aren't focused on growth and moving forward. We're just focused on maintaining right? And survival to a certain extent. And I don't mean the survival in the negative sense, but sometimes that's what we need to focus on is just getting through whatever period of our life this is. And that's kind of how I felt the last several weeks of my mom's life. Just prioritize the things that have to get done. And that does need to include some self-care. You've got to take some time to do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself, to burn some endorphins, get out, go for a walk, listen to some music, play a video game, whatever it is that's for you. So, so don't neglect that self-care. And when you think about time management, if you think about starting to build a new schedule or whatever the case may be, make sure that you put in time for self-care and taking care of yourself. And then overall, figure out how to manage your time so that you can focus and get to those things that matter most. Because trust me, if you aren't deliberate about doing that, those things that matter most they're not always the easiest things to do. You'll just keep knocking out, I just need to get this one thing done, then I can do that. If I just do this one thing, then I can do that. And those one things will keep coming and coming and coming and coming. And you'll never get to those things that matter most. Well, that's it for this week. When you have major changes in your life, I find that's as good a time as any to evaluate how you're doing as far as focusing on the things that matter most. What's your trajectory? Are you still on the right path or to your most potential? Or are you lined up with your goals? Or are you allowing the little things to distract you and pull you away from what does matter most? Have you evaluated and made adjustments in your life, even if they're small ones, to make sure your priorities and attention are set as they should be? If you haven't done that recently, you may want to do so. And if all this episode has done is help you take a look at even one thing, big or small, and make an adjustment, then it was worth listening to. Most often, it's micro-adjustments that we make that will have the biggest impact on the trajectory of our lives. Keeping our lives in line with our ultimate goals and objectives will come down to how much we allowed ourselves to get distracted versus how good we got at focusing on what matters most at any given time. Well, thanks for sticking around to the end. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, review, and share the show. Check out the show notes for other great resources. And I should be back next week with more great content. Until then, go out and lift someone.